hello, hello, hello. Hello. So welcome back to another episode of Chicken Casanova. Yum yum. We're we're here today with a lovely review for you. Ah. Oh. And I have a personal challenge on myself not to say the words um and like too much this episode. <laughs> or I will I will kill myself. Um Wow, that is that's a real challenge. I've already started doing it. Um, Good grief. Okay, so first we'll talk we'll talk about here we go. The some 60th anniversary projects to to take a look at. Yeah. In the meantime. So first of all, Spectral Horizons have uh, announced the 60th stuff. Yeah, same. I'm I'm a part of that, so I thought I might as well. Wait, you are biased, yeah. Yeah, I'm biased <laughs> to that. Um, <laughs> but it was a new project, so I was like, yeah. I mean, I love Spectral Horizons. I think all the work they do is really good. Yeah, I think what what brings them apart, and I think you'll agree, is just how unique their stories are. They'll either pick um, different doctors that you don't often get, like Troughton or Colin, yeah. or they'll tell it from a different point of view. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a fascinating one to watch. Yeah, and plus they, are, I'm glad that they're also one of those people that does the visual stuff as well because yes. that really helps. That really helps. So yeah, cracking. Um, Timegate. It was, I think, it's a fan film that's coming out. Mm, I think they're audios, but they also do the sort of oh, visual stuff. Oh, do they? Okay, yeah. yeah Jordan Cottle, who plays their doctor, writes a lot of their stuff. Very good. Very talented. Oh. I cast mm-hmm. him in the uh, midday comedy project when that was going to happen. He was going to be oh, did uh, you? Professor oh. Hobbs. Oh, great. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Lovely chap. Nice. Uh, Josh Murphy Studios is doing an audio as well. Oh, nice. Uh, they had a really cool piece of artwork that accompanied it, which is why I put it down because I was like, that looks kind of interesting. I don't know what the name was, but it looks kind of cool. It was the artwork of the cool 60th anniversary. Damn, that's quite the title. Um, yeah. Then we've got Doctor Who Devoted, which is... Uh, Ooh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's a, well, because it's very different in the sense it's a documentary about the fandom, I think. Okay. Um, which that's kind of sounds interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that's not like an audio or a fan film, so I thought that'd be quite... I would cool explain the title. Yeah, what I was going to say... Of I... the title? <laughs> oh, there's two of them. Doctor Devoted or Devoted Doctor Who. Ah, that's where you're wrong. It's all one title. Doctor Who devoted. No more. All <laughs> <laughs> right, Rose. No more. Uh, um, so some other interesting bits and bobs that's been happening recently. Well, at the time of recording, at least, is um, yeah. uh, Pride in London has been happening, and and Woo-hoo! Yasmin Finney. Yasmin Finney was there. Uh, oh, she was Yas Queen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And she did a little interview about it, which was cool. So it's a bit like when um, John Boyega did the whole BLM. Uh, protest as well. It's kind of nice to see uh, celebrities and people that are actually high profile being involved in those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of fun to see. Uh, so yeah, so today we are reviewing Fear Her, which the was a really renowned. grand choice. Yeah. It's, no, it's the best, the best episode oh, ever made. Exactly. Well, to be fair, I have some opinions on it that I think might be quite surprising. Oh. Uh, but uh, we got a little challenge for this as well. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Which will be really fun to do and see if it works out. Did we say we're going to tell? tell? Oh, yeah. We, I think we've got to say it up front. Otherwise, it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be funny to see if they work it out. Uh, so basically, the challenge is, is we've got to do this whole review. And every time we say Chloe or Chloe Webber, we've got to say it like, Chloe Webber or Chloe. <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't say her name properly. Because we, 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 we love her voice so much. Chloe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was, I was, I was, I was, no, no, mum. No, go away, mum. <laughs> so, 
So we can't no hate to the actress. She's a child. She can't help it. But it is funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good performance. I mean, I was going to say one thing I, I do want to make first quite apparent is that she is a kid, a kid actor. Yeah. So I... I'm not a big fan of people who rip kid actors to shit for the sake of uh, reviews. So, yeah, you know, like, and like Skywalker way back in the day. Literally about to say that. So uh, it's it's not good to do that. So we won't do that. But no. it, it is funny. Um, is. <laughs> <laughs> not making fun of her. We're making fun of the character. Clover. So speaking of, I actually would love to know what she's like now. I'd love to know whether she looks back on that and, and her, like finds it funny or whether she... That is interesting. Is... I mean, I can always Google the actress and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. You, um, right now or later? <laughs> right now? Why not? Yeah, go Let's on. See. Um, oh, she's not in the top like five cast members. Hang on. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, she's there's... Just, like, the main kid. Yeah, I know, right? Here we go. Uh, I'm... Oh, God, I was going to say it. Abisola, I, I, I'm oh, very sorry if I get that wrong. I don't think that'd be the only name because I looked up the actress who plays um, Trish and I couldn't pronounce the last name. I was, wasn't sure whether to, to have a go. Right. We'll get to that at some point. Well, I can tell you that she didn't do any more acting because uh, <laughs> these oh, are her only oh, no. credits. Doctor Who, totally Doctor Who and Doctor Who Confidential. <gasps> no way. So it literally was just Doctor Who. She gave Straight up, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I'm not going to lie. That's really, she, is that's on, really sad. she might be on Instagram. Oh, really? I don't know, you know if what? this is her, but if it is, that's funny. I, I would Actually, love I don't to. think that's her. It'd be cool if we could get her on here to, to talk about that episode. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I think feel like so she's what, put a lot of distance between this and, yeah. uh, and everything. But that is interesting just... how you appear in like as essentially the main role in a Doctor Who episode and then do nothing else. Afterwards, yeah. I mean, that shows how like, you either got to be really good in Doctor Who or <laughs> you're, you're stuffed. Yeah, it's like the kid who played uh, young Kazran, who then oh, yeah. either before or after was in like X Men as young Xavier. Oh my god, I've never clocked that. Have you not? No, I've never, I've never known that. <laughs> that is nuts. Oh dear, wow. I know. Maybe, maybe scratch watching Doctor episodes on this podcast. We watch all the like films and TV shows where there's a Doctor actor in them. Yes, and that's perfect. We'll, watch. we'll start that's with David Tennant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything. God. He is literally. Okay, so um, right. yes, that's actually... in the beginning, there was in only the TARDIS. <laughs> there was only TARDIS. Um, so, yeah, we're reviewing the episode now. I forgot. Did we get to that part? I think we'll just <laughs> jump straight into it. Although, speaking of right. TARDIS, I will admit, yeah. the opening where the TARDIS goes the wrong way, instantly the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that the comedy in the episode is actually good. I'm not going to lie. The comedy is actually funny. Well, that's I, the thing. Like I think it. that's how you have to watch this episode, just as a blatant comedy all in all. Because Although, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. No, <laughs> oh, is, you cannot take it seriously oh. unless you treat it as a comedy. Tell me about this. There's so many things about this episode that I want to bring up in terms of overall problems that I'm yeah. like, hmm. Um, speaking of, though, before we get to the nitty gritty. Mm. The, the nitty writer, of the gritty. The writer. Oh, yes, you kept this a secret yes. from me because I didn't Google it. Go on. Yeah, good. So, so it's Ma Matthew Graham, right? And I was okay. like, that, that name sounds very familiar. And I looked him up and he wrote Rebel Flesh and Almost People in Doctor Who. Interesting. Which is interesting. Yeah, yeah I thought it was an interesting couple of episodes. But his main thing that he's known for, which I didn't clock, is Life on Mars. Oh. He wrote that show. And I'm like, how did you write that? And then write yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point because I, I mean personally i have not seen life of mars but i know its reputation of being pretty damn good but like yeah how 
I've watched the whole show and I thought it's a, it's such a good drama. It's about time travel for fuck's sake. That's really funny. Also, so, like I... almost people in Rebel Flesh isn't that good either. <laughs> no, I'm so, well. I think I have a bit of a soft spot for it, but objectively speaking, it's not very good. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> That I'm, is I'm weird. A bit bemused by that, but there you go. So that's a little fact for also, you. Also, according to IMDb, it's also written by Sidney Newman. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, of course it is. He came back from the day and was like, I'm going to write a Doctor Who up a fear. I'm a big, um, I want to see the drawings come to life and shit. <laughs> yeah. And not bug eye monsters, we have drawings. <laughs> I want to see bug eye children. <laughs> the alien's going to be this little flower thing. It's going to be called the Isosceles Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually historical uh, about the Romans. Um, <laughs> they got to learn something for the kiddies. I think we've already worked out what character we did in these podcasts. Every episode <laughs> oh, Sydney God. Newman. Sydney Newman. Oh. You know, I should have cancelled the show back when Trump was the doctor. All the other ones are shit. I actually love cancel culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's turning into like Jordan Peterson. Oh, no. Don't now, listen about the LGBTQ. Oh, fuck me. Okay, anyway, so let, 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 t- tell me your first note, because you, you, unlike me, are prepared, and you wrote notes. I just sort of kept it all in my brain. So what's Fair your first play. note? So the first thing I noted down was, it's it's one of those running gags in Doctor that comes up a lot, and I just I find it kind of charming, but it is a bit shit, is, <laughs> when they, is whenever they feel the need to be like, do you want me to call a doctor? No, doctor can help us. Oh, God. Um, the nan says that, I was like... Oh, that oh, okay. Speaking of acting, that nan. <laughs> There's no her. wonder. There is no wonder that Doctor Who poop picked our lines to make that prop <laughs> of a song. There's nothing more funny though that whenever they've got a scene with her and they want to keep one of her lines in, and they cut to like someone going in their house, and you can still hear her outside. It's so funny. Yeah, she's like, "What are you done about the children?" And you can hear it outside. <laughs> so that was good. Um, <laughs> oh, the performances are top tier. My second note, my second note, Ooh. is the song is a bit cringe. Yeah, okay, I thought there was a pop song that I just forgot, but no, <laughs> yeah, oh god, that, oh the, Jesus the Christ, I forgot, it... oh, it's so bad, yeah, like, I mean, I get what they're going for, but do they, it, you can't help but, like, just wince, like, entirely tense. <laughs> Just so, like their abusive fathers <laughs> coming down the stairs. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> when we get to the ending, I've got so much to say about that. But oh, God, um, I bet. especially when Chloe Webber sings it. It's uh <sighs> Yeah, uh, hum, yeah, it's good old Trisha Chloe Webber. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Clay Weather. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to tell these D down, by the way. It's going to be impossible. Oh, um, God. oh so here is, here's the thing. I, I need to talk about the, the shining light of this episode. It's not the Doctor. It's not Rose. It's not Trish. It's Kel. It's our oh, Lord oh, and Savior, the council worker. Kel. This is, again, this is outside the Doctor Who poop like um, special they did. But, oh my god, he is hysterically funny. And it goes back to the comedy angle that you have to watch this show in. Because he is a comedy character. Yeah. Like, he is he doesn't have a surname. He's just, oh, I'm Kill. I'm Kill. Cancel! You cancel, man! Cancel, man! Cancel, Cancel, man! Also, why is it... Is that a standard procedure, Council Axe? Like... If you look, I, I, open a council van, do you just see a pickaxe, <laughs> a Minecraft sword, a craft... Like, what have they got? That is so from the Dog 2 poop, by the way. Um, oh, fully, yeah. <laughs> uh, drop my pen. Um, 
I, I, I think it's just the gag, isn't it? They're just they're just being funny about a whole yeah. council people. It's like you know what you know at the end of that um, of Eva the Daleks where he had they had a random cameo of what the crane yeah. dude. Yeah. I, can you? He was the character you would pick. You yeah. Know, like, at the, if at the end of Doomsday, they were just they had a guy looking up at Canary Wharf, being like, "Wow, that's pretty crazy, huh?" It would be Kel and his man. Yeah. I don't oh, know why oh. I have to liken it to that, but it's so similar. I don't know why. I'd like to think that he's 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 at his home having a cup of tea. And he hears those fireworks. He goes, "I report you to the cash." <laughs> <laughs> oh no can you imagine in journey's end it's like how many people have died in your name and it just shows Cal. like i didn't know he died he died 12 weeks after you left and he reported you to the council he did and the council <laughs> killed him um okay so go back to the start of the episode because my notes are in order yes, yes, yes. but basically when they land and they and they're trying to show the local the, the surroundings to show that it's 2012 and it's a bit in the future, they have a post of Shane Ward on the wall. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I had no idea who Shane Ward was, to put into context. I looked him up and he was a singer. Oh, is, is he? Is he relevant? Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, well, he wasn't relevant in 2012, that's for sure. Oh, uh, he was I, huge. He was the biggest huge. star ever. I looked him up and all of his songs are from 2006, so you can tell exactly <laughs> why they picked him. You know, um, it, that, it, I like that angle of the episode because obviously now it's not, yeah. it's not, it was a, a of the future episode, but now it's very much a decade old, even in context. Yeah. So it's actually really fascinating because it wasn't even that far in the future for them. So they know knew no. not to go too nuts, but like other than like that poster and maybe a couple other small details, they mm. didn't do much. Now it's, it's quite fun to pick out all the things they didn't predict. Yeah. Uh, for example, they didn't predict that the Matt Smith would be holding the Olympic torch in 2012. So that's that great. would have been. I mean, they got a doctor. They weren't far off. Oh, gosh, that's a good point. That's a really weird coincidence. I like. Can that. you imagine if it was just a guy with a quiff, like the guy who trips and falls <laughs> like a dumbass? Just and, like, and, oh no, he fell over because like fire came out of the torch. Who would have seen that? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it, why does he fall? I hate that. I hate that so bad. <laughs> it's not even like I, a big burst in flames or anything. It's just like a. As a kid, I was like, "Why is he falling over? Is he?" deficient or something do you reckon the doctor just behind him like made him trip just so he could pick oh, it up he's just I like, like oh i get to be the hero now drop it on the floor he's fine. Oh. i've got so much to say about that olympic ending but we'll oh, get to that jesus yeah okay um, next note my next note was generally speaking the music is really nice yeah murray gold especially early days like he's still yeah. very much finding the sound like it very much changed over time until we hit the smith era but yeah yeah, no, he even in series two, even in a weak episode, Murray, like, he carries it in a lot of ways. Yeah, he has a lot of, like, nice guitar pieces in there that I didn't really... Because I don't... Because now I do a lot of music, I, I can't help but try and listen to the music in the episodes. Yeah. There's some really nice pieces in there. I just thought it was, you know, a very interesting soundtrack. Um, I mean, you get those generic sort of uh, typical series one and two sounds. Like, you know that weird... Like, I don't know how to... That's the one. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still got all those which I like. How do you even know. make that sound? I swear, I've actually got one of those sound packs on my own software that, that creates the exact sound like that. You know oh. the um, like the one I used in your Doc Two Row, where it's the the trumpet going. Yeah, it's like, it was one of those generic sort of uh, stock sounds. I think I oh, assume is what it is. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, it's like a water. I think it's an instrument called a waterphone. Is it a waterphone? I'm making that up. But I it makes those sort no of idea. weird, weird sort of sounds. But yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Another thing I picked out early on in that scene with Tennant and Rose is that the Doctor makes an instant reference to temperature, and I was like, well, the whole thing about the ice solace is that it 
it needs warmth, doesn't it, to be in that corner? Oh, yeah. So it's like, that's a nice little nod to like foreshadowing for later on in the story. Yeah, well spotted. And, and as we're on Tenant, I guarantee you haven't written this down because this is more of an, a jacket. I think I know what you're going to say. I know. His what fucking saying. clothes. What yeah, is he wearing? For God's sake. Like, every once in a while, Tenant will wear the dumbest shit under his suit. Like, yeah. he looks naked in some of the... He looks like he's just wearing the jacket in some of the images. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's one in particular where he's holding the scribble uh, creature up to the, yes. the air. And it's mm. like, what are you what? doing, David? David, put some clothes on, you slut. And when like, did you get changed uh, in the first place? Like, why? Yeah. Also, what actually, that's that? a good point. I want to see ev between every episode him just dicking around in the wardrobe for half an hour. Like, oh, did he go? Yeah. Did he go? Did he smash? Nah, fuck it. Let's make it fucker. You know, I, I like... <laughs> I like to think that between every scene in this episode, it's been a couple of weeks because he's had to change his costume. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that's see, that's another thing I like about the era as a whole that you can't mm. really say for Jodie's or so just as an example. Um, mm. It's like there's no space for like extra adventures in between. No, it's weird how how short every gap is. Or the, yeah, like the other. for I mean, basically every episode of series one and two, there's a bar a couple of examples. There is no, there's no space in between. There, you don't know how long it's been. The only exception yeah. I can think of offhand is um, Long Game and Dalek, so the other way around, because obviously yeah. it's got Adam in it and he's just dicking around being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, back to Fear Her. We're not talking about. That. Also, I just realised he's wearing black Converse in this episode. Yeah, I noticed that. What I the fuck? Like, like... <laughs> I don't know. I quite like the black Converse. It's a bit of a weird choice, but. <laughs> He's At least they don't show him too much. Well, true, but now I've seen them, I can never unsee them. Yeah, I because isn't it's a really off-topic tangent, but you know uh, the timeless Doctor stuff. Yeah, they're taking footage from Fit Her to for some running. Oh, scenes. they did. And they added a blue suit on him. Yeah, and I I didn't notice that his shoes were the black ones and those ones. So I I need to look at that again because <laughs> I didn't notice until I watched this episode. But uh, yeah. my next note was I actually really love the comedy in. You know the garden scene where he's got his hand and he's doing that weird hand stuff, which we'll get to in a moment. He's like, oh, um, I'm, I'm experimenting with backcombing. Uh, I was going to say the bit where the dad comes and he's like, what's your game? And he goes, mm, snakes and ladders. Uh. <laughs> and See, I don't know. That line does not... I mean, it's funny in the sense of the doctor, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but like that line, it doesn't make sense. Like, again, if you watch it, it comedy, I guess it's fine. But like, it's... Doctor, get some fucking perspective. You're in a child's garden sticking your hairy hand in the grass. But it's funny how he catches it. He goes, I'm being facetious, aren't I? It's not, it's not needed. Oh, like, Jesus Christ. It's, I think it's great. It's very hit and miss. Like, it's weird that the, the Doctor and Rose specifically are very hit and miss with the comedy, but everything around them is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I actually really love that. I love how much of a dick he's being. I love the fact that he's just like, <laughs> Yeah, it is funny to think, because sometimes you can forget how much of a bell end, especially early tenant is, because yeah. he's moving his feet. But like, yeah, <laughs> you, you think back and you, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or, or he's always about the time. Or, but no, he's a bit of an asshole, especially yeah, when Martha comes point. along. Yeah, a series three tenant is... Oh, is he can go fuck a, himself, yeah. Yeah, he's a massive knob. <laughs> I was I wrote here the realistic attitudes and I was going to put is really good and then I put is squandered uh, because <laughs> <laughs> because there's that scene where they all start blaming each other for the children going missing I was like yeah people do that they get very paranoid and then there's a moment right it made me laugh so hard the nan goes 
it's evil, it's evil. And one of the random women in the circle goes, I don't believe in evil. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't must... make sense. Yeah. I was like, what does that must... mean? You must be the most privileged woman on the planet to go, I don't believe in evil. Oh, Jesus. It... Yeah, I mean, I, I do get what you mean, though, how it's a very, yeah. real, like, it's kind of like that midnight thought of, like, say, if you put a bunch of humans together, they're going to bicker about shit. But, like, mm. at the same time, I mean, most of the people in that circle are the parents of the missing children, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, surely they're all in the same boat. I mean, I guess you'd gang up maybe on Trish, because she's the only one that, you know, has a yeah. kid still. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Trish's taking all the kids. Yeah, although, even then, actually, maybe wouldn't they focus more on the council guy? Cause... They do, they bully him, though. They oh, that's right. That, they? Well, they, yeah, but that's more like, like, oh, fuck off, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not yeah. really like... I bet it's you with your creepy van. Like, that's how I'd fuck <laughs> I'd be like, oh, let, let me look at your van. And she's like, no, it's council property. Like, no, fuck off. Like, you've got in there. I, but I love it. I, I, every time I reflect on the scene, I always misremember it for being like, everyone's talking about the kids and just he keeps coming in with, stop ganging up on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's so stupid. <laughs> um, I also wrote, in, re in reference to the doctor being in that garden and just generally speaking, why does he come up with this really weird hand energy thing? Yeah, that does He never uses it again. He just keeps looking at his hairy hand. like <laughs> yeah. He says that himself. It's, yeah, he's very many hairy hand. But <laughs> yeah, that's real fucking weird. Yeah, he never uses it again. I'd love to know why this specific energy makes his hand go weird. You know, like it's <laughs> pencils and crayons and shit. It feels weird on your hand. <laughs> why doesn't he in, in the end of the world go, My hand rolls! I can feel it in my hand. You know. <laughs> I can feel it in my manly hairy hand. Uh, oh, uh, that's a general point. I'm going to leave that till last. It's my most annoying thing with this episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the, I put the actor for Chloe's mom is actually one of the better parts. I actually think she's pretty good. She is. But at the same time, because of that fact, she seems so out of place. Yeah. She's playing point. it so straight because basically what she is, what her character is, is an abused mother. Of, yeah. a, of a bell-end mm. father, which is a bold thing to put in a comedy episode. Yeah, well, but, I don't know if it is a comedy episode. I think it's ironically funny. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, you can't have that along with Kel. Like, they, they don't mix, you know? I, I guess yeah. that's maybe Russell or, or the writer, um, what you said, Matthew Graham, like mm. just sort of it was panicking because it's still early days in Doctor Who's run and you don't want to, you know, scare people off with a hard topic yet. But like... Yeah. It, it come on it's because again like you say trish her performance her character is strong and it's the strongest part but also it's at odds with everything else which makes it so just weird i know it's it's, it's but uh, i still have to appreciate it though because i think nina does do it her name's nina by the way the, the nina Sosanya. yeah i looked it up i couldn't i didn't i didn't want to risk pronouncing it in case i really butchered it but uh, well, i just did <laughs> yeah, there you, go. you did it for me oh fuck it up so you don't have to I have another little anecdote, actually, speaking Ooh. of Nina. So basically, I, I think I might have told you this story before, but I, I was a stand-in for Alden Ehrenreich, who plays the young Han Solo, right? Yeah. Uh, on a TV show called Brave New World. I vaguely and, remember. Yeah, and it's funny. It had two Doctor Who alumni in there, which was the most awesome thing in the world. It had her uh, on set. She was uh, in the scene, like, literally steps away from me. And Harry Lloyd, who played Baines. Oh, shit. My double. Yeah. Yeah, they, you're double. And uh, I do remember vividly being sat with Harry Lloyd watching the the footage on the on the monitor, 
Oh, that's cool. And he was, and he was just sort of chatting with Randy about like I can't really remember, but just filming things like that is so bizarre. Oh, that um, is bizarre. I nearly met really him cool. as well, funnily enough. Oh, did you? Yeah, because oh. he was well, a, a less interesting. Uh, he was at LFCC and like last oh, year, okay. and I nearly went up to him. Uh, but I didn't. But luckily, Rory, aka Rassilon Productions, was there, and he has <laughs> no fucking fear. So he went up and just started chatting shit, and I was like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Oh, great. I mean, you should have. Wait, was he there as a guest, or was he there as a as a guest? As a guest. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, like, he was just he went to the Comic Con. I was like, quite funny. He's just like, I, "I'm a big fan." <laughs> <laughs> I, I would so want to go up to him and go. Um, stop talking, sister, 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 girl. <laughs> His famous quote. <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't wait. If the one day when we get to that episode, that's going to be cracking. <laughs> um, my next note is uh, Chloe Webber is annoying as hell. Oh, we we on it's to her now. Note. Yeah, we are on to her. This is when oh, I noticed that she was annoying. The Lord again. <laughs> no hate to Absola. Like, no. uh, she's doing her best for a kid actor, but for. Fuck's oh, sake. Was, there, oh, was that really the best choice? Like, all the... Russell T. Davis went into the casting for Claire Webber, and <laughs> she... And, and they, all these kids come through, trying their best, and the best they got is... Absolutely. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's no way she was the best option. Go away, Mum! It's the way that she... You fuck! It's, it's the way that she, like, she shouts, but does it silently, you know? Oh, it's that, yeah. of... it's that classic, like, kid wants to shout, but she but doesn't. <laughs> like, the voice acting. We've seen so many in the past of, like, yeah. oh, my God, God, I'm in pain. It's that acting. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're right. It's acting where you go, fuck you, I'm coming after you. Oh, I'm going to get hard. <laughs> but to be fair, to to her to her credit, well, not to her credit, but to the episode's credit, the character mm. is interesting. Like again, the whole family say, yeah. unit. I think that is an an episode that could be like revisited in a, like a big finish or just you yeah, know maybe Judy's run, give it another whirl. Why not? Ooh, but, like, take yeah. it take it seriously. See how well you can do. Maybe age up the, char- the character to be a teenager so you can get a better pool of actresses. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I was. I was going to say the actual Isola stuff is actually quite interesting. I quite like a a villain that isn't meant to be a villain. Yeah, I, I sometimes like those stories. I'm not like Twice Upon a Time. I mean, that's crap. But oh, I absolutely. Mean, Although to be case, to be works. fair though, like you say that, and I I get the angle, but I don't <laughs> see the Isolus being a good guy. But it's just because of how much it I like escalates. Because at a certain right. point, the Isolus is like, don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> I don't care that you're an alien flower. I think you know that kidnapping the entire planet probably not is the best bet. And then attempting to wipe out the entire planet of the Earth, does, it just doesn't really ring true. It um... doesn't, no. Also, here's a question. If she did mm. that, if she can successfully drew the entire planet, where would she be? She'd be floating in space, wouldn't she? Well, surely she'd include herself, so surely she'd be dead. Yeah, it's either she herself. it's either she dies by asphyxiation in space or she dies by making herself a drawing. Yeah, that's another that's what okay, I'm I'm gonna get to straight to this issue because it is my main issue. When does it become just a drawing and when does it become an actual representation of something you're drawing to take away? Because if you wanted to draw the tenth doctor, for example, could you draw a stick man with just hair on his head and a tie? How would you know when it becomes... Because her drawing a tenant looks nothing it's not like good. David Tennant. Also, it's wearing the... Sh- I'm looking at it now. He's wearing the wrong shirt. He's wearing just a blue button-to-the-top shirt. Incorrect. Zero out of ten. And and when you see her... Right. When you see her draw the, the Olympic Stadium, right? Yeah. They make an emphasis to show that she's drawing a lot of people. But, but when, there's a shot where it pans over to her wardrobe to start drawing the Earth. And you see the picture that she drew of all the people in there 
on her table and it is so tiny yeah she drew like 20 people i swear so how did she remove the entire stadium i think i feel that's nitpicky but it is also like the drawing is a major part of the episode so it kind of has to be said exactly i was sat there when i was writing down thinking am i being nitpicky but at the same time the inconsistency would bug the hell out of me like how would you know when um Oh, Harry, said. sorry, I've just found something that you were going to love. Oh, right? no. It's oh, to do... No. So, I don't know if you ever saw this, but when the Timeless Child was being hinted at, yeah. um, <laughs> apparently there were rumours suggesting that oh, Chloe Webber, no. last oh, seen no. in fear, no. may be the Timeless Child. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Genuinely, oh, it's so... I bet it's not real. I bet it's bait. But at the same time, I don't want it to be. Yeah, no one's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Imagine she came out of that episode and was like, "Hi, Chloe Webber. I'm the Time Child." Oh, can you imagine? Just like it's that thing of Gallifrey and the Sasha the Wands Master comes out like, and here we are. I found out the worst truth. Here's the <laughs> Timeless Child. Hello, it's me. <laughs> and then her mum like pokes out, goes, "Go away, mum. Go away. I'm Chloe Webber. I'm the best good doctor. Go on, Time's Child. I'm gonna kill you. I'll call your motherfucker." <laughs> Uh, unless you want me to draw you, mum. That's my favourite line. That's my favourite line. Oh, it's so good, yeah. I'm terrified. Oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat when that happens. <laughs> to be fair, when I first watched the story as a kid, I was scared. I actually found it quite scary. Were you actually? A little bit. Like, the idea of being drawn out of existence is a scary concept. I guess, like, but, like, cool. I think even as a kid, I couldn't take it seriously. I saw this kid. Well, to be fair, I was a twat of a kid anyway. But, like, I was like, really? That is see, I was actually, more, it's more like, really? Is that the best they can find? I'm right here, guys. I could be climbing my back. <laughs> Great. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that you, you weren't scared by it. I guess I was just a dumb child, I suppose. That's just well, me in general. Where did this come in series two? Like, what is this before and what is it after? Well, I was about to say that one of my favorite things about this is that this foreshadows the finale because it's right before the finale. Is it actually? The... Yeah, it's the penultimate story. Man. You're fucking joking. They had no idea where to put this bloody story, did they? No, no. It wouldn't have worked early on, so they had to put it later. But why did you not put, like, the Satan pit before the finale? I know it's two, two passes back to back, but that would have been made more sense. Wait, is it is it actually between those two? No, it's after Love and Monsters. Oh, but... okay. Thank you. I was going to say, <laughs> if it was between Satan pit and Doomsday, I would have shit my pants. That's but... the biggest drop in quality you could have ever had. Really. Oh, fully. But if it's next to Love and... God, how did we stay tuned in? Fuck me. Oh, yeah, if that, two weeks if that happened now, if they oh. did Series 2 now... Everyone on Twitter would be like, "Oh, get this show cancelled! Oh, it's I'll too, quit. Yeah, it's quit. too woke. They got a woman." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'll draw Fuck you, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch them draw no genitalia. Oh, woke, woke. <laughs> quote. I'll put a quote. That's how you. Quote. I'm like a toad. <laughs> Quack. Um, <laughs> so, also something I liked in this episode is I like the fact that the Tenth Doctor doesn't like cats because of the cat nuns from from New Earth. That's oh yeah, part, that's right? quite good. <laughs> uh, it's very, I mean, as a as a dog man myself, I I, I dog myself, but um, <laughs> <I dog> myself. <laughs> but yeah, no fuck cats, just in general. They're yeah, I'm not demons. They're okay. I wouldn't. No. Have love. I wouldn't have a cat, but you know. Uh, I also think that that one of my issues with the story it comes up twice is that the editing in parts is a bit goofy. So I think that's when, just an early Doctor Who issue, especially Series 2 issue. I, I would say that, but to be fair, there's a point where the cat goes in the, the box, right? Yeah. And to, to show that it's vanished, they have this awful digital zoom they do in post-production. Oh, and yeah. They ha- <laughs> and they have the cat with Revo go, 
meow. <laughs> and, and that's it. That's that's how you find out the cat's gone. <laughs> and it's one of those like meme zooms. You know when it slowly zooms in, really, but it's really funny. It's one oh, of yeah. those kind of digital zooms that makes you laugh. Um, oh, oh, right. Okay, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this because okay. you have uh, you've said where does it come from all all of your life. I'm having some of that. Comes from this episode. <laughs> I does. told you it comes from this it episode. It fucking does. It's my favourite quote. I <laughs> love it. I'm having some of that. Yes. It's so good. I say it. It's one of those stupid quotes that you know, <laughs> and you forget where it's from over time, but you say it so much, it loses all meaning. And I exactly. love it. It's, it's transcended the episode it's come from, really. It really it? has. Speaking of transcending, but in a bad way. Uh-oh. I'm talking about the fucking marmalade. What is he doing? <laughs> like, he, I, I feel like they wanted to have him do something like, in the scene directions. It was just like do weird Tom Baker thing, like. It, <laughs> but like, it doesn't he, make sense. Tenant clearly panics, looks in the fridge, and goes, "Oh, I'm having some of that." And it's fucking, <laughs> he just shoves it in his fucking mouth like a little grot. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, I am agreement with Rose. Like, her look is like. What are you doing? Like, oh, I want to, I want to find it funny, but I don't find the thing funny. I find the silence after it funny. <laughs> like he might as well have shoved his fingers up his own asshole, shoved yeah. it in his mouth, and Rose is like, "What the fuck?" Like, stop that! Stop! stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like anger. It's just, stop, doctor, stop, please, no. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it very much the exact same reaction to that. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> What Would you, you do that in the TARDIS? Not out about. Yeah, come on. For fuck's sake, like I'll do it for you later, but not in front of the guests. <laughs> We're in our house. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird scene. I've it's, never understood. Oh, it's funny. It is funny. That's what I mean. The comedy is funny, maybe for the bad reasons, but I do find it funny. Yeah, like um, half of it. Half the time, the actual jokes are funny. Half of the time, the attempt at humor is funny. Yeah. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about. I actually think, right? I don't know if you agree. I actually think the Scribble Monster is actually pretty good. It's not bad. I think it's just filmed weird. Well, that's well, the advantage. Yeah, I guess how do you do it? How else would you do it? Yeah. Mm. But I mean, the, the idea of a scribble monster is quite cool. The fact that when he rubs it out as well with the pen. Oh, that's all... a very good effect. I like it's that effect. It's really a lot. cool. Um, and I think that considering it's 2006 CGI and that kind of general production, I think it's actually yeah. designed quite well. Oh, you know, it would be sick. Again, if they mm. did do it later on, what if yeah. they had like. Uh, someone who has been drawn but really badly or like Ooh, or like either morphed up or slightly erased and it's just like walking around like <laughs> that is actually such a cool idea because obviously it's, it's... if it was half erased i guess it would be half free so it's just it's... like half a body be like ah true and like it's a, almost another sort of um a uh, flatline monster concept you know like it is flat unique. they have remade it flatline is for her part two True, but they're sort of goofy kind of graffiti monsters. Well, this would just be drawings, and I think that'd be quite cool. Oh my god, I love it. I, I mean, I, there's oh. so much you could do with 2D drawed monsters. I think that'd be cool. I want to watch them back to back now. I want to yeah, watch we, Fear Her, then Flatline. It's a shame we didn't add Flatline onto the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah. Going on, it's a we'll good episode, episode, but I forgot it existed. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> now, what, what else? What other right. notes? I've got loads of notes, by the way. We've got loads of material um the sound design in general for when they're in the tardis it really does feel like you're in a alien environment because the sound design is just so good you mean like the tardis hum yeah and the sounds of like the console and stuff i think they they, they were very on it back then whilst nowadays it's just a mm, 
when they're in the TARDIS. That's true. Like, I think it's all, it, I think they peaked when it comes to the TARDIS with the series five like sounds. Like that's such a fairy tale. Yeah, true. Like, true. like I don't know how to describe it. I I I love that sound. But I yeah, yeah. Tenant's TARDIS also had a very organic feel to it. It was very much alive. Yeah, it's just one of those things that when I was watching it, I just noticed the soundscape because it was so. It's clear they actually went out of their way to make something unique True rather that. than just a generic hum. But um, something else I wrote was that I... Okay, this is going to be my most controversial take here. Oh, shit. This story does a very good job of making you believe why Ten and Rose were fall in love. Explain yourself. So all their scenes in the... T- their chemistry for a start is actually really good. I'm they have sorry, got good chemistry, good. yeah. Um, the scene about the cake and the baubles on them is a really fun moment. Okay. Um, the, the bit where she hands her hand out to him and he grabs it. She's like, no, I was pointing at the screen. Oh, oh that, yeah, really that's, that is damn right adorable. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to say it cause I don't like the romances, but I just, I sat there, I was like, oh, I kind of buy it though. I did. Just, it's not like 13 and Yaz where they don't speak for a whole season and I'm in love with you. You know, oh, like, do, oh, doctor, you've lied to me several times in a row, but I trust you and I want to fuck you. Yeah, I get you. Oh, it will never annoy me more. Oh, we should watch Legend of the Sea Devils at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to watch that crowd. Oh, no. um, and for the record, just to balance it out, um, the Clara whole thing is also very up and down. Oh, I hate. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not to be too witty, because genuinely, Clara, I hate clara yeah fuck clara um I especially like especially the more she stuck around like she got worse out over over time yeah i don't like her relationship with danny anyway we're going way off topic yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um what else have we got uh that's a more bigger note that i want to bring up later yeah. on um i, oh, I think was... i get what you mean with with mm. the ten and rose stuff because again I'm, I'm with you like as a romance subplot i hate it but yeah. at the same time you can tell how much billy and david got on behind the scenes yeah, it really comes across if it wasn't for that, I don't think it would have worked. But that Hopefully, way. yeah. Um, there is, there is two, there's another moment that I was like, what are you doing? It's the tough doctor again. It's in the exact same scene. He's he's talking about, he. this is what he does. I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, um, you know, drawings can turn to real people and real things can turn to drawings. And he has a moment of silence and he goes, <gasps> you know. He's, oh, yeah. He's really like stimulated shudders. by it. Yeah, he's like stimulated by the idea of it. I'm like. Sure, I, I got a f- strange feeling in me cock, me manly hairy cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, it just I, it feels like they're trying a bit too hard to make him goofy because they've made him too human at this point, maybe. I, I guess. Well, it came after Love and Monsters, which he was barely in. I guess he was kind of like a god being in that one. Was he the first Jesus 10? Yeah, And then also it was, it was not too long after Satan Pit where they were desperately trying to humanise him in a lot of ways. Yeah, true. Not, oh, I'll have to get a mortgage. Oh, God, I want to die. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself now. Fuck that. I can buy a house with a door and a window. Oh, doctor, I'll make you proud. I'll make you proud. <laughs> make you proud um, to be yeah. British. <laughs> We're so good on tangents. Like, terrible. Oh, God. Um, another, right, this is a really random moment. It, it's not a part of the review. I just sat there and I laughed. Um, so when uh, Chloe Webber, I actually think I've forgotten it multiple times to say it like that. Ooh. I've not clocked myself. I'm going to have to look Ooh. back at it in the review. Someone tell him off. Um, but I'm, yeah, I think I'm I'm in the losing team at the moment. Um, basically, there's a when they're in that scene and she's on the bed and she and he's hypnotised her to talk about the isolus. There is a shot where you know on her wall she's got all the drawings of the people she's stolen, right? Yeah. There's a shot where Ten's on the bed and there's a drawing in the background and it caught me so off guard for no real reason. It's because you've got all these people she's stolen and then she's got a picture of a snail. <laughs> and i was like what she drew a snail and removed it from existence that poor like, snail yeah I was just oh like, no and it caught me off guard i don't know why <laughs> i was just like all these people she's done and there's just a fucking snail 
Well, oh, yeah, so maybe that was one of the first ones. Maybe they're yeah. trying to imply like she started small and then was like, "Nah, fuck that human kidnapping." Wait, hey. is she is she gonna become a, a serial killer? Like, you know how they start off with animals? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Actually, here's here. a question. I want to know what Chloe Webber is doing these days. Like, <laughs> you know, like ten years after, like, is she the most fucked up kid because she had a an alien living in her throat? An abusive dad as well. I mean, yeah, that family is. Fu- I bet she is an emo kid, like blasting Panic yeah. at the Disco, like crawling in my skin. <laughs> fuck off, fuck off, mum. She's still got the same voice. <laughs> fuck off, mum. I want to go out with my friends, but you got me the attention. I bet she still uses the threat of, "I'll draw you, mum." Yeah, and Trish is like the, Trish, the babe. But, uh, but now it's just because, her, like, that's not how it doesn't work. But- Instead of it being because she'll remove her, now it's just because she'll draw her really badly. Yeah. <laughs> as, an, as an adult. I'll draw you on my arms. <laughs> I bet she's gone into art. She's gone into art at college. Oh, she has so many arm tattoos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Big time, um, big time, big time. Oh, sp- go backtracking a bit with more yeah, yeah. things. I, d- mm-hmm. I, I know it's for the comedy, but I refuse to believe that all these distraught parents who have lost their children would be willing to put their fingers on their lips because a man in a coat told them so. Oh, agreed, agreed. Fingers yeah. your lips! They'd be like, fuck off! Like, yeah. I would, woman, if I was him, I would put, I would punch him. That woman who went, I don't believe in evil, would have smacked the hell out of oh, him. Oh, exactly, yeah. Oh, um, for God's sake. And why I, is Kel doing it? Just leave, Kel! Why are you there? He's the only one who's, who kind of hesitates to do it at first. If oh, it's to. so funny. Um, but I do. I agree. It's, it's one of those moments where they're trying so hard to emphasize he has this sense of authority, but it's in a way that's really pretentious. It doesn't work. I, I think I wanna, again. Yeah, I think I that moment it. might work with Tom, just because it's Tom, and you yeah. would listen to him because he's tall as fuck. But with David, it's just like, are you, really? Yeah, I don't buy it. But there we go. Um, also, his exposition for the Isolus is a bit forced. Oh yeah. There's a moment where he turns to Rose and and uh, Trish, and he goes, um. Uh, they can't be alone. They just can't be alone. And it's like, why are you saying that? Why would you say it like that? It, you know. Also, like, sure, I mean, yeah, they can. For, I mean, not just because <laughs> yeah. it's happening now, but like, there are so many things that could make something <laughs> like separate something from the herd. Have you heard of exactly. gazelle? Like, well, he on. tries to emphasize it by saying that their families are four billion or something. Yeah, why? the tenant did that all uh, the time. Like he says, this is impossible. There's a one to one million chance. It's not, but it's happening now. Grow up and accept it. Yeah, you don't know everything, you dickhead. <laughs> if you can believe in non-people that are cats, you can do anything. Exactly. Um, sorry about a mother. So right, another point I was going to make is that for me, the I you might disagree with this actually, but the drawing element is a cool concept, but not the strongest part. I actually think the family drama is the most interesting part of the story. See, it's definitely the most like it's what brings you in because everything else is just a pure farce so it's like who gives a fuck about the stakes like i don't know (laughs) these children who gives a fuck the parents are assholes anyway but like Mm. yeah the family stuff again that's why i want to see like maybe they could just do this like a sequel to this like have teenage chloe weber um oh you you didn't miss it the first time shut the fuck up i wrote that down hold on i didn't clock it the first time hold on that's twice now that's twice for both of us right we're we're equal i think i might yeah i think a sequel uh, to this to see where (laughs) these characters are now or like the Isolus returns, like to say like Soz for <laughs> the kidnapping. Yeah, I don't know. that'd be interesting. Like there is so much to do with with this kind of family dynamic that is just not really capitalized on or no. sung over. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Toby Webber sits in the old country. Yeah, my biggest frustration, right, um, is the fact that they, they write in that the dad died, but I don't know why. Surely why it would be it... better if he left. I was going to say, why didn't, arrested. Draw... why didn't she draw him out of existence? Well, I guess she tried to, but did it so weird that it made a monster somehow or whatever. Well, no, but that's the thing. He he died before she drew him, right? Well, maybe that... Oh, so maybe that's, that's what why. I mean. Oh, I understand. It's him from hell. Oh, uh, I get of, it. It's, it's a dead dad, but wouldn't it be more of a moral dilemma to draw on your her dad, who's still alive, and be like, Can, should we bring him back? Hmm. Because it yeah. would have been with the family subplot. Why Why is not the big part of this that she drew her dad out of existence? Well, I think the only real reason that is is just for, for the sake of stakes. Like, to have, a, like, a villain. Because yeah. I think... I mean, it would have worked better if there wasn't a real, like, tangible villain like this. But mm. they, I feel at the time they were like, well, we've got to have something to either scare the shit out of the children or to scare the shit out of the characters to get them moving. Yeah, but, but that's the, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's for a cool moment. I, I he is a creepy presence, like Chloe. Like it works in a better oh, story. Saying? It might work. I think he's goofy as shit. Oh well, now yeah. I, 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 think, I at think at the he's... time this is what freaked me out personally. If, oh, if okay. there is anything in this story that stuck with me, it oh, was true, like, okay. well, not necessarily yeah. the picture, like the actual drawing of it, but like it's the shot of the from the bottom of the stairs and the shadow yeah, is slowly yeah. coming. He's, Chloe, if it wasn't for the kookaburra, I think it would. It it might work. Well, that's the thing because I was going to say that I think it doesn't help that the climax is so underwhelming. Yeah, and it I... makes it really confusing as to how those powers work. Because why he is? Why is he still about when? It does, when it's yeah. All ended. Also, okay. Speaking of like from earlier, we mentioned about um, you know, it being technically set in the the near future. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the her bedroom now, Chloe Chloe Webber's bedroom, and it's. <laughs> oh, wait, so... did you say it before? Before you corrected, I did not. Again. How dare you? Um, I, I oh. I'm looking at it, and there's like a CD player, and I don't know. The feng shui of the whole thing is very, very 2005. I don't know how to describe it. I was going to say in general, like the haircuts also, also for the kids are very 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's I something you that. can't really do, but at the same time, yeah. like you could have tried, you know. Yeah, there there is one bit that was really funny also in the TARDIS, by the way, that I have to mention. I don't, I didn't remember it when I rewatched it, but there's a moment where Rose is talking about kids and she's going, I've got cousins, they're right, little sh, and she doesn't finish okay. the sentence. <laughs> I'm always like, that's brilliant, that actually cracked me up. <laughs> to be fair, if there's any companion that would try and sneak a swear, swear. it's either Rose, Rose or Donna. Yeah, big time. I thought it was jelly funny. I had a really, I thought it was a really good moment. Yeah. Um, See, okay. Here's something I want to mention. So, yeah. these, I don't think either of us are the biggest Rose fans in general, but Billy Piper's performance can be very strong. I literally got a, a note here saying that Billy Piper's great in this. I I, I, I read it. I looked over your shoulder from all these miles away, and I I saw you're it. You're the dad in my it. room. You're, you're in my cupboard. You're the dad in my room. Harry. Notes. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> oh fuck but yeah i think billy piper like she is a very good actress but she's weighed down by the writing a lot of the time yeah i was gonna say i think the writing is anything that does a disservice in this yeah like she's very much stronger in series one too she gets uh, worse well, as time goes like the more she yeah, keeps speaking, coming back generally speaking yeah i do think she yeah in this episode though she is she's good yeah, I think some, I think what also doesn't help is that it's, it's, this is more like an overlying issue than this episode in particular. I think it, it's not really there, this episode. But mm. she's clearly in her mid-twenties, but is written like she's 18. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll well, stay yeah. with him. I'll stay in. I don't care. Fuck off, <laughs> mum. Like, you look very good. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know me? We'll be together forever. <laughs> I know you're going to stay with me. Forever's and ever's and ever's. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> oh, that's a big point we've not talked about yet. We've not even talked about the fact that halfway through the story, they removed the doctor out of the equation. I like that a lot. And that's a bold move to do right after the Doctor Light episode. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. I think it's good. I think they do it well. Yeah. I like that the, the Rose has a good um, episode to herself to, to solve the problem. I think it's good. Actually, okay, this is another sort of off topic. But did, yeah. like, did Smith or Capaldi or Whitaker, did they ever get, like, Doctor Light episodes? I don't think Not they did, really, did they? right? I've never considered that. Because maybe that's why, you know, these are so iconic like the early rtd stuff is because they gave it a chance to really flesh out the companions or other yeah. ca- or side characters without the doctor being there i don't know if that especially was very too way too fixated on the doctor as a character yeah i mean literally had him die every season which is exactly so, yeah gosh um yeah that's strange i never considered that yeah it's interesting um, isn't it? what two things that kind of linked into one is that a i think the whole olympic side side, side of it is kind of boring and pointless yeah, I, I think like... the, the only reason it's set in the near future to begin with is because they announced it was going to be in London around that yeah. time. And they were oh, like, oh, we've got to capitalise on this. I'm having some of that. I'm having some of that. Yeah, I think otherwise it, it, it doesn't need to be in the near future. It might as well just no. be set in 2006. It feels a bit of a contrived. And the fact that the, the, the flame torch comes down the street just as she wants to throw it into the flame. Oh, that's funny quite as shit, convenient. yeah. Um, and Come the home. That... Yeah! The fact that the doctor does the whole torch bearing crap, I'm like, he really did see the torch go, I'm having some of that. Um, he really did, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish so, he said it. It's such a um, bad moment. It's such a bad. It's just like... cringy. And it detracts from. You could have had way more scenes like exploring Trish as a character or Rose on her own. See, honestly, as much them. as I love Kel, I, I wonder if that whole site, like his character, is necessary. Oh, I, I guess it is because it's where the thing is buried, yeah. actually. Think of. But again, if you made him a bit more. A bit more cheeky as opposed to... Yeah, I feel like if you changed his character a bit, um, altered the tone, This there is a very strong story in here that is just being hampered by, yeah, among other things, Chloe Webber. <laughs> Chloe Webber. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who said that. I, I should have been telling a lot better because I actually haven't been paying attention immensely to how many times we said Chloe Webber as opposed to... For I can't goodness, say it. That's your say job. It, that's a tally, isn't it? If I say it to compare it, but yeah, I think I am losing though, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> well, dude, right. no arguments here. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say is I do quite like the foreshadowing at the end about uh, Doomsday and Army of Ghosts. I, I loved that moment as a kid. I was like, oh, I'm so excited for the finale. It is a good tease, but it does come straight the fuck out of nowhere. I feel. Yeah, true. It literally is just a doctor looking up at the sky, going, "I feel like a storm's brewing for no reason." Yeah, it's like it's not even in that time. It's in like it's ten years ago or oh, whatever yeah. the fuck. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's oh, in I've the never future. That. <laughs> and then again, okay, what? Let's think. So, what? What Doctor Who was coming out in 2012? Was it Series That's Six? Series Seven A. Okay, so yeah. what storm would be brewing there? I guess Amy's death, but that's in the, that's. That's in the 1930s as well. No, no, because think of it, oh, it's in the yeah. graveyard in modern True. day. Ah, it's, it's a yeah. storm growing in, in America. Yeah, yeah, just, just really with that way to left. Fuck. There we go. So he's actually thinking about it. He's predicting, he's a time lord. Fucking you. Rose looks at him and goes, are you deducting? <laughs> I find it funny though, if he was actually predicting his future companion's exit, that Rose is like, no, it's about me. I'm not going to leave you. Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you. No, kiss me. Take clothes off. 
The only bad thing about that, though, is that in the next time trailer, they show the Cybermen, they show the Daleks. Oh, d- God, And that yeah. next time trailer goes on forever. I despise that. It goes that. on for a really long time. They they were way too balls deep. It's yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> okay, backtracking again slightly, because I've just found the, the gif, which makes me giggle every time. When Rose opens the wardrobe and sees the guy, the, the drawing for the first time of the dad... There's a moment where she like almost gets sucked in or something. Like she leans forward, yeah. like smooth criminal style. Like, what is she gonna get eaten? Like, what the fuck is she? She's yeah. like, oh, give me a kiss. It does feel a bit horny. It feels like she wants his D. Yeah, she doesn't look scared enough. It's like that scared no. acting you do when you want to still look hot as fuck. Yeah, true. Yeah, big time. She's I like, think that's a big uh, it, it, no, stop <laughs> it. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do wish the dad subplot was a bit more. Well, I mean, because it that was central from the beginning. Yeah, because I, it has a really nice theme about domestic abuse under the whole thing, but it's not the most amazingly plotted out storyline. It feels like they're too busy talking about an alien that flies from a bloody pod. Mm. uh, I wonder where this was filmed. Was this filmed in Cardiff? Do you think, or was this London? Although there was the bit by the train that looked a bit sort of. I don't know. Oh, that yeah, but I would. I wouldn't shoot. I. Cardiff is a bit of a pit in it sometimes. Yeah, but it's cheap, isn't it? It's cheap. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, I, I feel they would have had grotty train stations like that in Cardiff. Well, fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I think the standouts for me, acting wise, are definitely Billy Piper and Nina. Um, yeah, fully agree. The mum, I think the mum is the one of the stronger parts. I don't think Tennant's amazing. Actually. I mean, Tennant is just sort of doing his thing. Like at this point, I'd say he's gotten into the groove. And if anything, he's yeah. gotten comfortable. And he's not exactly given much to do. I think he's fully aware yeah. that he's going to get removed from halfway. Yeah, true. And he's um, a picture. I think, I think uh, the girl is fine. She's not great, She. The problem is she's so central to the story, she needs to be great. But you, yeah. it's just not happening. I mean, the character's all right, though. Oh, the character. Yeah, yeah. The character's fine. The character serves its purpose. Yeah, but, which and I guess you could make the excuse that because she's from an abusive household and her father, despite abusive, yeah, sure, but is still very much dead, then she would mm. be a bit off. You know, she'd be yeah, a bit silent and reserved. But at the same time, she'd still shout like a human. You know, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that that is an acting choice in terms of the eye services controlling her, right? I guess so, but it's, <laughs> do you reckon that before each take, the director or Matthew, the writer, comes up and it's like, okay, so, listen close. Imagine you've got a flower lodged in your throat and it's trying, it's controlling your movement and, and the Chloe Webber actress just goes, I got you, fam. I know you, I know, I know. <laughs> Hello, mum, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Monkey <laughs> on the car. Well, right, okay, pitch to me how you think the Isola, the first conversation the Isolas had with, with Claire Webber. I think the Isolas floats down to the yeah. window of the one and only Claire Webber. And <laughs> the Isolas goes, oi, oi. And, <laughs> and, and Claire goes, um, wow. <laughs> this acting is brilliant. I'll be honest, I can't imagine there's much of a conversation there because... Like, she'd just go in the mouth, I get Like, because apparently she was, the Isolus was drawn to the feeling of loneliness or some shit. True, but actually they had uh, sort of, uh, like, mind 
chat. They had um, a nice little cup of tea and they discussed well, how sad they both are. I should have communicated in some respect though, surely, don't they? Inside I guess, but that's brain. the pro that's another issue. I can't imagine how that conversation between a child <laughs> and an alien flower would go. Yeah, true. especially they would result in yeah, you can live in me and control my brain. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I mean, what an episode. I mean, what would you what would you rank this episode out of 10? Oh god, so low. But um oh, <laughs> so, so I, low. I wouldn't give I'm it any so any Shut so <laughs> But I wouldn't give it any higher than a 3 or a 4, like a 3.5. Really? That's about as high as I would I would be willing to put it. Especially so in the have... context of series 2. Yeah, true. I mean, it's right. At the end of the day, it's still the weakest episode for me of series two. Oh, definitely. At least Love um, and Monsters was interestingly weird. Yeah, and I, th I think the actual human subplot, like this, to be fair, is the strongest part, and I think it saves it. Mm. Um, but that being said, I did enjoy watching it though. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sad that like, oh, this is the worst episode I've ever watched in my own life. I didn't want to turn it off. Mm. Um, so I think for me, it's half and half. There's there's bad points, but there's also some generally good stuff in there. So I would give it like a five out of ten personally. Yeah, okay. That might I sound high, that. but it's half and half. That's how yeah, I see it. I, I get you. Obviously, people's rankings, because some people, people could say that 7 out of 10 is, is a high ranking, but for me, that's saying it's above good. Yeah, it's I get you. You know? So, yeah, that'd be my ranking, 5 out of 10. Um, okay. Yeah, I disagree. I You're wrong. So, do you want to know the tally for the Chloe Webber? I'm tally. desperate to know. So, I, I, I didn't pay enough attention the whole way through. God so, damn you. So, I'm just having to pay... Well... I'm pretty damn sure it's me because I the amount of times I have just said Chloe, I think is higher than you. So <laughs> I, I have lost. So basically the the did we even say what I was gonna do? No, we didn't. <laughs> we did in the end, didn't we? So basically, oh I hope the people didn't drop off from just not listening to what I was gonna do. Um the the forfeit for saying for not saying Chloe Webber every time you've got to say Chloe Webber is you've got to eat well, this is Jack's advice. Is yeah. You've got to, uh, You've got to eat a hand, a handful, or just a, like a normal like a scoop. two finger scoop, like he does. Two finger scoop of of marmalade. Uh, <laughs> so I think that for the sake of um, being really clever, we should have that be the opening of the next episode. Yes. Okay. Tune yeah. in next time to watch <laughs> to watch very scoop a <laughs> bit of marmalade in my mouth, and I'll record that on camera too. And then I'll try. Um, and get, we, should, we should edit in that shot of Rose being like, no, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or have you recorded that other end? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll put in my best jean jacket and weird orange shirt. <laughs> Perfect. So we're going to spin the wheel. So what we're going to do is a new thing I've introduced. Um, to, so the structure of our podcast is uh, it's a four-week block. So every episode, you've got either a ranking, a review, a discussion topic, or you've got a, a, a guest uh, host on or whatever. And for end of every of those episodes, we're going to do a spin the wheel where when you spin it, you're choosing the next topic or the next episode you're going to review or the next thing you're going to rank. So obviously we're going to pick some episodes. So we've got Delta and the Bannermoon, Revelation of the Daleks, Father's Day, Listen, War of the Santarans, Army of Ghosts, Us, Doomsday, Hide, and Power of the Doctor on the wheel. And whatever it lands on is the episode we're going to review next. Okay. So are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm right. so excited. I'm spinning the wheel. Oh, I'm rock solid. Spinning the wheel. Oh, 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 it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we've got Father's Day. We've got Father's oh, Day. Oh, yes! Which I'm happy about. Good. We get a good one to review. That's going to be so good. Father's Day is next. 
that's gonna we got so much to say about that one. I haven't watched it in a long time as well. No, that's true. I haven't given it a rewatch. I need it. Okay, I've got the perfect way to end this, by the way. Okay, yep. Because I found uh, a fun bit of trivia about Fear Her, you see, that I think that I think ties it all up in a nice little bow. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. So, when he eats the marmalade, the doctor puts one finger into the jar and then licks it. But after the view changes back to him from Rose, he has two fingers in his mouth. No, really? Apparently it's just a full-on continuity error. He sucks one, then has two. I've never clocked that, ever. <laughs> well, that... I watched it two days ago. Now suck your fucking marmalade! Oh! Maybe maybe I should do that. We should we should recreate the whole scene. <laughs> I, I suck one and end up with two at the end of it. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do that. That's but... a quote. And the, the, we can't stop that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and all you lovely people in between, thank you. And uh, good, see you next time for the shoving of the marmalade into Harry's mouth. Oh, oh wait, the end. Oh. Bye. Oh.